Good morning, everybody. Thank you for joining me this morning on the Spirit Mind Body Podcast. My name is Jeremy. I am a born-again follower of Christ. I'm a husband. I'm a father. I lead worship, and I'm one of the elders at the church in Wisconsin. And I'm blessed to be able to come to you this morning and uh, dig into the Word with you a little bit and um, just encourage you in life, basically. Uh, to live a healthier life spiritually, mentally, and physically. Um, today we are going to be going over Genesis 7 and 8 and Philippians 3. Um, and uh, as I said yesterday, um, one of the things that I want to encourage you guys to do is make sure that you are reading the Word for yourself. Um, it's one thing for me to do the Bible study and to point out a few things, summarize some things for you, but um, uh, you need to you need to be um, engaging in the Word, praying, seeking God for what He has for you individually, and uh, hopefully I can, I can encourage you in some of that, but um, uh, just make sure that you are reading the Word for yourself. So um, we'll get started here, uh, Genesis 7 and 8. Um, now, we've been talking about the flood yesterday. We talked about Noah and the protection and revelation that God provided for him. In Genesis 7, we see a greater picture of uh, more, more detail of, of God's protection and, um, you know, bringing Noah the plans for, for uh, how to build the ark, what to do, um, how many animals to bring in, and then getting, you know, leading up to it, you know, hey, this is going to, uh, the, the the storm water is going to come in this many days, um, and all of that, they're in the they're in the big boat, and um, even to the point, you know, God literally had His hand on this whole project, this whole journey of protection for for Noah to the point that um, in where is it uh, verse sixteen? So those that entered male and female of all flesh went in as God has had commanded him, and the Lord shut him in. So literally, the, the Lord shut the door of the ark. Um, and uh, so we, we just see that this is absolutely in God's plan. And um, all Noah had to do was be obedient. I say all he had to do. He had to be, build a really big boat, too. Um, and we don't know how many years that, that took him exactly, but, uh, uh, but it was huge huge massive undertaking and he just had to be obedient in it um in chapter eight we see the waters are drying and uh when they came out noah honored the lord with the very animals that god had caused to come into the ark um uh noah built an altar and he sacrificed some of the clean animals to the lord um, um noah didn't have to try to come up with those animals himself God provided those animals. He had a plan for that sacrifice. And um, there's there's beginning to be, we can see very much a from the very first verse of Genesis through the entire Bible um, that God has a plan that gets played out. And it's all the way down to even how we worship him and the, the, the grace that we're given in order to honor the Lord. It, it gets turned right back to him. It glorifies God. It's God's grace in our life, the, the, the portion that he is. God is our portion, and the portion that he is is never 
meant to be self-serving. It's never, it, it absolutely blesses and benefits us. So don't get me wrong on that. But the ultimate plan is that God receives the glory back to himself, due to him, he, because he's worthy of it. Some people may think like, what sort of vain deity is this that, that demands um, worship this way? God is worthy of that honor and glory. And when something's worthy of that, it's, it's, you don't question who are you to, to demand these things. God is worthy and, and the outpouring of, of his grace to us is all the more reason for us to worship him. And he provides the grace for, for which we can do that. We can honor him with our lives. So uh, moving on to Philippians 3, verses 1 through 11, we see here that, um, as Paul writes, he, he talks about uh, the deeds of the flesh, and he gives a list of qualifications in wonderful Paul fashion. Um, he, he is the most sarcastic writer at times, um, in, in scripture. Uh, and this is one of those moments where he says, I, I've checked this box and this box and this box and this box. And if anybody's worthy in the flesh, that's me, like basically is what he's saying. Um, but then he says that basically the deeds of the flesh are rubbish. True righteousness is that which comes by faith in Christ from God. And in this way, um, we can we can know God. We can. It says. Uh, here, oh, let me go to the right book here. Um, it says, "My own righteousness, which is from the law." Sorry, this is verse nine. And being found in Him, not having my own righteousness, which is from the law, but that which is through faith in Christ, the righteousness which is from God by faith, that I may know Him in the power of His resurrection, in the fellowship of His sufferings, being conformed to His death, if by any mean any means. I may attain to the resurrection from the dead. So again, this is all so that we can die to ourselves in, and be in Christ, be resurrected to that new life. And um, the deeds of the flesh do nothing to contribute to, to that death and resurrection. It is faith in Christ, faith from God that he, again, gives us the grace to be able to even have that, you know, and, and we accept that. But... Um, Paul's pointing out here that the deeds of the flesh are, are rubbish. Um, 12 through 16, we press on, stop looking behind both to the bad and the good that's behind us, and we look forward to the call of God. We stop focusing on things that don't matter. Um, um, he, he says here, you know, it, it's, he hasn't, he presses on that he may lay hold of that for which Christ has also laid hold of me. He, he is, uh, I have a child that's pounding on the door right now. Um, so we're just going to keep going. Oh. <laughs> this is, uh, this is real life folks. Um, and, uh, and so we, we look forward to the goal. We keep pressing into Christ and, um, and we don't look behind us. A lot of times people can think that means to the, all the bad things that we've done or, or whatever, but it also is don't, don't look back, don't keep looking back to see, oh man, I did such a great job five years ago. I was such a great Christian 10 years ago. Um, and patting ourselves on the back to these, to these accolades and these, and these accomplishments that we have. Don't do that. Don't do that. Press toward the goal. Christ is the goal. Keep your eye on him. 
don't count again we just look at paul said that the, the works of the deeds are, are, are rubbish so so don't don't pat yourself on the back um for the things that you've done um anything that you've accomplished is is uh, that's worth anything is only by the grace of god um and then 17 through 21 follow godly examples not those whose god is their belly um our citizenship is in heaven we need to look towards those who have that eternal mindset as examples. Ultimately, our, our eyes need to be on Christ. But when we look towards examples of who to follow, and this is a natural thing for us to do, um, not to compare ourselves, but to say, how do I do this? How do I live this life according to Christ? Um, we need to look towards examples who have it in their mind that their citizenship is in heaven, like Paul is saying, not the ones who... Uh, whose God is their belly. Th that, that phrase, God is their belly, is, is, is saying like, oh, I'm going to fill my belly with this food. It feels good. I'm just going to keep eating and satisfy the flesh, the lusts of the flesh. Um, we deny our flesh so that we can glorify Christ, so that we can glorify God the Father. It's, uh, it's not about the self-satisfaction. God gives us the, the blessing of being able to have joy and happiness and pleasure in this life. But it's that's not what it's about, though. That's that is strictly a uh, a side benefit of just living a life that honors the Lord. Um, so, so that's that's that. Moving on. Speaking of satisfying the flesh, um, sleep, 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 sleep. Um, sleep is so essential, but it has to be kept in its right place. And uh, it's not it's not like water, um, but uh, sleep is so important that. Um, I've heard it said and, and read many times that, that the science shows if you can exercise or get enough sleep, you skip the exercise and you get enough sleep. Um, um, not sleeping develops all sorts of uh, uh, hormones that are, you know, imbalanced and, and it, you can, you can, you just don't function well. You can gain weight. You can, you know, uh, be f foggy minded, you know, whatever. Um, there's so many benefits to rest and it, it, God himself has, has said in his, in his word, and he's, he's given so many stories of the blessing of rest and, and how important rest is. Even he himself set an example after creation of rest. And so, um, ideally healthy adult, you should shoot for seven to nine hours of sleep every day. Why not more than nine hours? Well, you can actually end up being more tired if you get too much sleep um so try to try to shoot for at least seven um is it always going to happen no just get right back into it um i take 20 minute naps every day maybe we'll talk about that sometimes sometime um uh but uh, uh tr make sure that you're getting enough sleep every night and try to shoot for a consistent time frame when you're going to bed and waking up in the morning um uh that that alone, just getting enough sleep, can is just another thing that can um, greatly affect. Um, and we'll get into the science of everything someday. A lot of the things that we're going to be talking about, the physical aspect things, in uh, these first few episodes are going to be very basic. And then maybe in the future we can get into some of the de more details of things. But uh, that's it for today, guys. Um, thank you for listening. And uh, um, I just pray that, that you guys would be blessed by by reading the word, digging in, seeing what God has for you. So uh, thanks for joining me.